Muzzin on the near boards, quickly back up for Marner. Marner in over the line, dropping for Matthews, shooting, scores! There it is! Number 40 on the season, and Austin Matthews makes it a 5-2 lead! Holy Mackinac, what a season he's had! Well, thankfully, we're down to three games remaining in the regular season as we get closer to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Leafs Nation postgame podcast. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. Thanks to producer Sam McKee for putting it all together. The Leafs spanking the Montreal Canadiens 5-2. Another dress rehearsal for the Stanley Cup playoffs. But undoubtedly, Gord, the story of the night, Stefan Nason's Maple Leafs debut. No, I'm kidding. It's, uh, it's, of course, Austin Matthews, 40-49. and 49. What a season, Gordo. Yeah, pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. You know, um, earlier the um, we've talked about it, or you've heard the ads for it. So we actually had a, a virtual um, Consmice Sports Celebrity Dinner. Roger sponsors it, and Wayne Gretzky was the guy being honored. And you think about the incredible records, you know, he had back then. And you're looking at guys, and of course, Connor McDavid's the one we think of most often now about these incredible individual feats, 2021 style. Well, you know, you've pointed it out, Nick, ever since Sheldon Keefe started. It's not just this year. Austin Matthews has been scoring at like a 65-goal pace. Just phenomenal. And something, uh, a big accomplishment this year, it's a significant milestone in, in, a, in, a, in a shortened season like that. And, you know, he went out, got it. There's games left. And uh, really, I don't think there's any cheapies in the 40 goals he's got. None at all. They all seem to be pretty. His patented uh, five-hole tuck tonight for number 40 on the season in this 5-2 victory. Uh, The breakdown as well, 30 even strength, 10 power play, and 12 game winners. And I think you and I would agree that when push comes to shove and we'll probably have a virtual awards this year, Austin Matthews will be one of the nominees for the Hart Trophy. He has to be, Gord. He's been that integral to this team's success. Well, if they do the awards in Las Vegas, and Las Vegas is filling up quickly, so maybe maybe they <laughs> won't, <never> know. <laughs> it won't be virtual that, but absolutely. And, we, and we've talked about it, that really, uh, you know, Wendell Clark came second for the Calder Trophy all those years ago, uh, and uh, nobody else had won a trophy. I mean, Doug Gilmore won the Selkie till Austin Matthews actually won the Calder as the NHL Rookie of the Year. And now you're talking about a guy that very unleaf-like have they had guys up there in the final three for trophy awards. 73 goals in 96 regular season games under Sheldon Keefe for Austin Matthews. This guy is just tremendous. If you talk about an 82-game season, a 67-goal clip, Gord. Like, when we're going into next season, I I don't want to say he's a shoo-in for 60 goals, but the rate he's scoring goals, I don't want to have this conversation about, well, it's the North Division. Austin Matthews is beating any goalie in this league. doesn't matter who he's playing right now. No, absolutely. Like, like as you mentioned, this also – hey, this started from when he started in the NHL as a rookie. Yep. with four goals in his first ever game. But you're right, getting getting that chance to play more, uh, getting that chance to be paired with Mitch Marner more and all those other things. So what do you have? You have 73 and 96? Is that what you had mm-hmm. or is that what you have? Yes, correct. Because I'm going to tweet that before you can. I already did. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. Uh, but it's 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 just so interesting because I think people have short memory, clearly, and it's been a long last 14 months. But Austin Matthews had 47 goals in 70 games last year. Like, you're so right. It's not like this is a new development uh, that the torch is being passed, if you will, from Alex Ovechkin to Austin Matthews as the league's top goal scorer. This has been building, and you're bang on since night one when he scored four goals against the Ottawa Senators way back when in his rookie season, Gord. 
Okay, this will be my last Consmite dinner reference, but <laughs> it reminded us last year that it was probably the last big event I remember going to and most of us till the world stopped. So we were fortunate to get it in just under the wire. And the point being, Nick, is that, you know, we covered games in the bubble. And then after that is, it's like everyone kind of forgot last year because the, the COVID world and everything else, everyone's memories just, you know, geez, Boston won the president's trophy. You know, geez, this one on nobody, you know, about things, not just hockey things, things in general. So I, I think it's worth uh, looking back and a reappreciation from those that don't realize that last year and give Ovi credit and give Pasternak credit. It, it was a real intense battle by three skilled goal scorers for the Rocket Richard trophy. And, and, it, and it got, you know, unfortunately didn't go to its conclusion. No doubt about that. And Gord, it's been a crazy, crazy week. As we know, in the NHL world, I couldn't help but think of that uh, Tom Wilson gif uh, in the penalty box the other night uh, before it all ensued, uh, the game after, uh, but sort of the macho man look, uh, because that's how I felt covering the Maple Leafs in the first 10 minutes of this hockey game. And the reality that we had 50 minutes to go when this game was over, like it was utter domination. And the best part about it it was a relatively quiet night for the top line. I thought Joe Thornton looked good with the big boys once again, Mitch Marner um, and and Austin Matthews, a seven-game point streak. But that Tavares line, once again, really, really came to play. And I'm telling you, Alex Galchenyuk's going to make things difficult for Sheldon Keefe because, Gordon, next thing you know, he's riding a four-game point streak here. Yeah, streaky player. And, and you're right about that. It looked for a while that he was slip-sliding away. And if he does that... Uh, Sheldon keeps got other, you know, tools he can use, but uh, it's been a nice pickup, I guess a reclamation project of sorts, but so far it's been well worth the investment, which really wasn't much by the Maple Leafs. John Tavares is the one I'm really excited about though, Nick, because yeah. you're going to need, you know, if you have two, two lines of blazing, well, first you need depth from three and, and, and in some ways, four lines, you, you need that, you need that depth, but if you can get two with that kind of scoring power that you just don't have one scoring line, that's that's a huge leg up on pretty well everybody else in the National Hockey League, certainly everybody in the Scotia North Division. It's absolutely massive. Four goals in 23 games uh, for Alex Galchenyuk. He's been hot, and I thought that line was buzzing uh, all over the ice. Uh, Gord, I might need an extra Pfizer shot uh, to protect myself from this least anemic power play. Like It's 8 for 78, 15 for the last 102. My hopes and aspirations is that this is not going to be figured out here in the regular season, but you flip the page, uh, you get the intensity going, and they score in their first power play in the playoffs, and off you go. That's all you can pretty much wish for at this point in time. Well, absolutely, absolutely. And you were talking to our producer, Sam McKee, before, and about he had the big guns on later in the game there. But I think, you know, just saying, okay, I, I, I'm not going to do a favor, put somebody else there. we got, we got to really work at getting it going. <laughs> you know, we really have to work at getting it going. So, so that is the one caveat out there that continues yes. to be a head scratcher. But, uh, but we've scratched all our hair out right now. So it's actually becoming a little bit more beyond that. Honestly, like we're it's 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 fact now. We're at a Nashville level from a couple of years ago where we were all shocked. Nashville went to the Stanley Cup final and had one of the worst power plays in NHL history, and they had personnel like the Maple Leafs, like Anaheim a couple of years back. They just can't find a way, and it was is ripe there for the taking. Uh, you know, long five on three late in the game, Montreal's pretty much checked out, and they still couldn't score. Gord, you know, I think if you know to. It's 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 perfect symmetry, I think, the way Ilya Mikheyev and his luck, that Maple Leafs power play is going too. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe he passed on that one. Oh. Anyway, whatever. It's oh. uh, uh, I, I I think I think that's a good observation. I, th I think you go back to the start of the game, and as you mentioned, like 
I, I mean, it's not statement games any in, anymore so much because I think they made their statement games when they needed to. But, you know, you needed a bit of a laugher. You needed one to um, get that big lead and, and, and kind of cruise, you know, just because all of a sudden there was a debate, holy macro, you lost the other night. Now this Montreal-Toronto series may not happen. Well, it, it looks like the odds of it more so today happening than a couple of days ago. And I'm not saying you want to play Montreal over somebody else. I think as fans, we want to see that. And if they lose to Montreal... Well, so be it. You you, you got to beat anybody. So it's not like you pick it. You got you got to beat everybody in the Scotia North uh, to get out of it. So if you lose, it's not like oh damn, I wish we hadn't played Montreal. I wish we played somebody else. I I, I like because of the tradition. I'd, I'd love to see Leafs in Montreal. And it really is different this time around, as we all know, in this odd fifty-six game slate. Because you look at these two rosters, there's just such a bevy of of important players out for both lineups at that, and that's why you really can't get a firm indication of what we're we're to see, uh, you know, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Toronto is six-two and one on this season against Montreal. They are currently riding a seven-game point streak, six-zero-one-one in that stretch, but. I just think it's really, really difficult to quantify what we'll have in this series. I think our expectations is, you know, Montreal is going to try to play that that low-scoring, tight-checking, um, you know, style. I think it's the only way they're going to have long-term success in a seven-game series against Toronto. And, of course, Toronto is going to just can try to continue what, doing what they're doing because I, I just don't think Montreal can match clearly what Toronto has offensively, Gord. No, and it's funny. We're thinking about Jake versus Jack in the goaltending <laughs> instead of Carey Price against Freddie Anderson, which we would have projected the start of the season. I still think of all the injuries, and obviously you look at Zach Hyman, well, Felino, you got uh, you know sig- significant ones there. But Brendan Gallagher in Montreal, that that's because they don't have the kind of depth up front the Leafs do. To me, that is the most significant injury. Um, so I have no idea who's going to be back, who's not going to be back. But obviously, you know, being healthy is always a key for the playoffs. But I get tired when it's used as an excuse as well because injuries are part of the game, even in the playoffs. Look, the Leafs are going to be the heavy favorite in this series, and I do, maybe I'm in the minority at least right now, but I think it is going to be Toronto-Montreal, and I'm just I'm bewildered Montreal is going to be in the playoffs to begin with. But I think if you compare this to last year in the bubble, I think Toronto is the bigger favorite against Montreal than they were against Columbus. Would you agree? Oh, 100%, because, yeah. you know, Columbus was one that you still weren't satisfied by the Leaf regular season at all. Like they'd salvaged mm-hmm. it with Sheldon Keith, but they'd gone on a bit of a malaise at the end. <clears throat> Excuse me. They weren't, you know, they weren't fighting, scratching, clawing. You know, it was still going still to be a battle to maintain their playoff spot. They were holding it by a pretty slim margin. So you, you, I don't know. I, I didn't have a great karma the way the Leafs were playing. You thought the break was Columbus is a great team to draw. It's, they're not the Boston Bruins for starters, which was huge. And uh, this is way different. Like to me, this, this, this is a team that went out and got their bleep together all 56 games that that learned a lesson from last year that decided it won't happen again that matured from last year the tweaks that were made on the team were significant and it's way different heading into these playoffs all right having said that again nick felino they're calling it day-to-day which i think is a is a positive development uh, doesn't sound longer than that and it sounds like at least in our interpretation that he'll be ready to go for game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Joe Thornton back on the top line. I think he's had some jump lately, which is great to see because everybody was writing him off like two weeks ago, Gord. Oh, absolutely. No, no, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, uh, I love the start of the year. And again, he was put in a good spot being on the wing on the number one line quite often. And mm-hmm. then after the injuries, and you know that's part of when you do get older, you're a little slower, it's a little harder coming back from injuries. And uh, he went through, not that everything's defined about him scoring goals, but he went through, you know, a significant drought that way. But yeah, I, I, I like it. And, you know, probably a guy, 
he did play over in Switzerland. The one thing about him, he did start getting ready for the season, but uh, probably a 56-game season when you're in your 40s suits you just fine. It does, and uh, I do think he's going to be an instrumental part, a key part to this playoff run for the Toronto Maple Leafs. There's no doubt about that. Uh, meantime, I did joke off the top. I was half joking. I think I was interested to see what Stefan Nason could bring to the table, especially wearing Mike Zygamanis' uh, number 26. Jimmy VC as well, wearing the uh, 26 earlier this season. Played 10-01, and I think he's a really good checker. Like, I'm not going to go and say that Stefan Nason's going to start in the playoffs, but we've seen time and time again, you need depth come playoff time, and sometimes coaches make... Um, you know, tougher decisions and, and guys get hurt. So I think Stefan Nason is a guy you can throw in there and know what you're going to get from him, Gord. Another option, Nick. That's what you yeah. want. Another, all these different variables that are available because Sheldon Keith, and I'm sure when he met with Kyle Dubas, and it was a way more productive off-season meetings than certainly the previous year, but I don't think Mike Babcock talked to Kyle Dubas about anything. Certainly didn't like who he picked up, but that's another part of the constructiveness of, of the off-season, saying, hey, we do, we just can't get by with guys and hope we can count on the playoffs. That didn't cut the mustard. we got to get more options out there, and there are so many options now that he can put in in different kind of roles. Speaking of options, uh, Freddie Anderson on the men, which is fantastic news and, and quite fitting as well in Montreal's perspective as well with Carey Price. It seems like uh, they could be on a collision course at some point in time, although I think we, to- we both tend to agree it's going to be Jack Campbell for game one. But Freddie Anderson, his first action in a long, long time, a conditioning stint here for the Toronto Marlies, played 31 minutes, two goals on 14 shots. Uh, what did you want to see first and foremost from this appearance for Anderson? Was it just pretty much getting past the, you know, playing? Yeah, not getting hurt, not getting yeah. re-injured. In all seriousness, yeah. uh, about that, just just getting the net again, getting the feel, and you know what have you. So it's, um, yeah, I, I I do think though, if you're going to start him the first game in the playoffs, uh, you need two solid starts from him in the regular season, and uh, then you then you have to make probably a tough decision, but you have mm-hmm. a number of options which you didn't have. In other years. Yeah, it's going to be a very, very difficult decision. And we'll see how it plays out. Like, I think it's likely at this point in time, Anderson, I love using, you know, the phrase stretched out because we talk about it in Blue Jays land, but I think they're going to stretch out Freddie Anderson this weekend. I, <laughs> you know, I couldn't help but laugh. Like, all he could play was half a game. I get it. Um, you know, he hasn't played in a while, but I guess the hope is he plays, what, two periods and then on to a full game. But they are running at a time with three games remaining. But pretty much etched in stone. I mean, you know, unless something crazy happens and and Edmonton comes back and grabs first in this division, Toronto has it wrapped up, so might as well try a couple things down the stretch here, Gord. And Nick, I'm going to talk about it every one of our regular season games that are left because what's going to be interesting is the absurdity of Vancouver and Calgary play three (laughs) games in four nights when the season ends. And right now the plan is that you're going to delay the Scotia North playoffs. So, okay, on the upside... Your healthy guys get, or your injured guys get, about five more days to heal. To me, the downside, if you're particularly if you're the best team in the division, like it's, I know you're not going Florida fishing in that. I know you're still going to practice and everything, but you know, after particularly a compressed schedule season, to have way too much time off, I don't like that. The only upside is if it helps your injured guys. I, I got to think the league, like the league, to me has got to do something, whether they whether they start the playoffs. I, I can't even believe they're going to play those three games, but whatever. Yeah. We'll see. But right now, that is the plan. Yeah, it's not etched in stone, but what uh, I've been hearing, and it's just me, um, it sounds like May 15th could be the target start date, and I think the East Division would be the first division to start in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I think right now the plan, and I, again, I could be wrong, 
It's a target of May 19th, uh, which I believe is the final of that three-game uh, meaningless series that I think conceivably I'd love for, for it to happen. Maybe a matinee affair to wrap up the regular season and straight to the playoffs that night. How about that, Gord? Well, it sounds good. You know, and it's funny. I, uh, uh, as far as booking re- arenas, it's not a problem. <laughs> do, you, do you remember like concerts and stuff? Yeah. Like it became, and I, I remember talking to Ken Hitchcock. This is a little while ago. I was doing the yeah. morning show, but, uh, you know, he was head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers and he was kidding that Yanni had d- affected the playoffs everywhere. Yanni was on <laughs> tour and everywhere Yanni went was a conflict that was caused for an NHL team. So, you know, things like that, I think it's a, a, a help that you don't have those kind of, uh, possible conflicts as well. It's a, a little silver lining in COVID world. Yeah, and it's interesting in Leafsland too because they have a couple guys who want to lick some wounds, right? You want to hope Zach Hyman's good to go. Uh, you know, as far as we know, Zach Bogosian's still not skating. Nick Felino's a, a bit dinged up. So you're, you're trying to, you know, outweigh the pros and cons of, hey, maybe we, we take a couple days and maybe, you know, we benefit from having a couple days off. But I think you don't want to run into the, you know, missing a week, right? The Maple Leaf season ends next Friday. We'll see what they do in terms of personnel on that Friday roster to wrap up the season against Winnipeg. Uh, but again, it sounds like a target is either Wednesday or Thursday, which which I'm okay with. You know, it's it's not quite a week. We're looking at about four or five days, and I guess we just have to make the best of what's just been a crazy NHL season, Gord. No, absolutely. You're right. It's, um, you know, it's the hand we've all been dealt. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I... I and I still, everyone talks about, you know, they want a Stanley Cup in a lockout year and it doesn't. Now, as time goes on, you know, it, it's all the same. It's yeah. all the same. And yeah. in a lot of ways, what Tampa Bay did in the bubble was more difficult than uh, any Stanley Cup ever. And this one would might be a close second. No doubt about that. And, and certainly, I think we're, we're inching closer to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, you know, I, I think I want to see some buzz in the air. Like, I... I know this game was inconsequential. I know it's, what, the ninth installment between Toronto and Montreal, but I'd love to see a body check on Saturday, Gord, a post-whistle scrum, something to get me reinvigorated for this rivalry heading into the Stanley Cup playoffs because it really felt like a glorified game of shinny. I understand Montreal was in the back-to-back. Caden Primo got roasted, uh, the rook in the game, and that, that intensity level wasn't there, and I just hope they can feed off something, generate some enthusiasm come playoff time a bit. Well, you know, back in 1994, that second great run under Pat Burns and mm-hmm. uh, game number 82 was in Chicago Stadium. I think it was the last regular season game in Chicago Stadium. The Leafs are going to play the Blackhawks in the playoffs. And it was the weirdest thing, Nick. I was doing color back then with Joe Bowen and the puck got dropped. And exactly what you're talking about happened in this meaningless game. It had all kinds of bite, like a game seven. It yeah. was ferocious. There, you know, you know, and you're right. At some point, like like one of those to kind of get that playoff feel because I didn't expect it, and it was a great way to you know end the regular season and get yourself really primed for uh, uh, a series that the Maple Leafs went on to win, I believe, in six against Chicago. You wonder if either team is just being cautious and they don't want to provide bulletin board material, but I would love just a bit of a mix-up to, to get you know both teams uh, entrenched in this rivalry because, in my opinion, it's still a rivalry. And again, we're trying to get this rivalry going. It's been missing. Again, these two teams haven't collided in the Stanley Cup playoffs since 1979. I get the game's a lot different. I think we can learn a lot from that, uh, that Rangers-Washington game. And it's playoff time, but it really doesn't feel like playoff time just yet. And again, it may be... Maybe it's missing because these games aren't that important, more so for Montreal, who still needs one more point to clinch a playoff spot. So my hope is maybe Saturday we see a bit more here, Gord. Well, you know, we're not going to get a Tom Wilson thing, but you know, <laughs> you put that in context, and the Rangers 
were were happy as a team with 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 their their pushback. But you know what? The Washington Capitals had a lot of stuff going on. There's a really uh, uh, weird Kuznetsov situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ovi, who knows about him? Like you know, injury. You talk about being concerned. So they're 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 not in the best of places heading into the playoffs. That actually helped them. Like the, the the other night, not only made the Rangers feel good about themselves, but the Capitals' response, I think, too. Like to your point, Nick, you know, something like that, you know, got got them going too. That the Rangers challenged them, and there was the three three fight dust up, and you know, they're heading the playoffs. The Rangers aren't, and I, I think they had to be very happy with that type of game. And again, the biggest key for this Maple Leafs team as we wrap, just don't get hurt, right? There's three games remaining. I'd love to see a couple guys get in and out of the lineup. I think the more we see Rasmus Sandin, notwithstanding the uh, horrible giveaway, which led to the Caulfield goal, you're going to make mistakes as a youngster. I think even with Bogosian, uh, you know, if, if he does come back at some point in time, I th- you know, it has to be, at least in my opinion, Travis, it's a conversation between Travis Dermott and, and Rasmus Sandin, but Sandin has, has really, really impressed, uh, especially with his skating gourd. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm really pleased about that because quite often when you're forced to have a, particularly a defenseman, move up, you, you tend to ignore what's um, obvious, but you need him to play. So you kind of focus on uh, on the few things that are positive and kind of say, oh, yeah, he's still, but, but you know what, it'll work out. It'll work out because you got no choice. Yeah. But in his case, to your point. Uh, yeah, I, I've been I've been impressed by that, and I've been impressed by his level of talent, uh, NHL style. And it's funny when you're talking about not getting hurt. So I don't, you wouldn't remember the show. I I, I talk about shows that were decades ago. But is Sheldon Keith going to be like the uh, police guy on Hill Street Blues, whose last line always was, "Hey, remember, be careful out there." I wonder if that's going to be his final oh. line every game for the uh, the next few in the regular season. Uh, it, it, you don't want to get hurt, but it's it's almost like when you're being too careful sometimes is when something can happen. So it's uh, it's uh, it's when I say easier said than done, but obviously it's a priority. You're always bang on, Gord, and we'll reconvene on Saturday night. Uh, I can't wait for this matchup. It's the Maple Leafs hosting the Montreal Canadiens.